Welcome to the Alien Probe Podcast. The Travis Walton UFO incident was an alleged alien abduction of American forestry worker Travis Walton by UFO on November 5th, 1975, while he was working on the Apache Sitgraves National Forest near Snowflake, Arizona. Joining us today is again, once again, Deb. How's it going, Deb? It's going good. I haven't been here in what forever. Do you, what have you been doing with yourself, anyway? You know, my life is so exciting. I usually go and walk a dog, you know, visit the neighborhood, see the local wildlife. How, how's work? Work is working from home, so it's it's the best yeah. thing in the world. Yeah. How, many, how many miles are you walking this dog? Oh, we walk anywhere from four to eight miles. We've got a river right down the street, so we just take ourselves down to the river. He goes swimming. We see a little wildlife. We see some other dogs. That's Very entertaining. Awesome. Let's talk about Mr. Travis Walton. We've studied this story for a little bit. Um, we, we, today, we just come on to kind of zero in on the topic. We've talked about it um, a few times. You just um, we saw the movie Fire in the Sky, and um, you know what did you think about the movie? The movie was entertaining. Um, I guess they we deleted a couple of the characters when we did the movie because there were there were a little fewer guys in the movie, but it was it was fun. It was they couldn't fit everybody in the back of that pickup. I know. I'm wondering how they got all those people in that pickup, but you know they, they lost one when Travis decided to you know take a walk and visit a UFO. Um, yeah, he appeared after, so he disappeared, and so he kind of reappeared after. Of, I, I don't want to act like I'm skeptical, but it's just the accounts that were, and I, and also we it, we should mention that um, Travis was on with Joe Rogan, you know, his uh, podcast. Not quite as good as, you know, necessarily as good as ours, but... Yeah, Rogan's okay. I like I, these, I like listening to him. One of these days we'll make time for him too. We can you know, here. he'll have to come on. It's one of the best known alien abduction stories. Of course, there's Betty Barney Hill, which we're gonna we'll do late at another time. But, but now this happened right after a Betty and Barney Hill type type. Yeah, they, that was one of the things that um, I wanted to bring up that this happened <laughs> just after. Uh, Right. Um, so he was abducted. They were on a logging trip, and um, yeah, they were they were heading home after a long day of work. It was dark, right? Yeah. Well, it was getting dark. It was getting dark, and then all of a sudden, they saw a bright light in the woods. And of course, what do you do? You drive to it. Well, better than that, <laughs> Travis decides to jump out of the truck. I don't know if they had a few years before they did this or anything, but he decides to go towards the light. Um, and they approach, as they approach the light, uh, they stop the truck to realize that it was some kind of UFO um, that was about 20 feet in diameter and about 8 feet high, which is, you know, hey. big enough for small aliens, I guess, to be inside. There's always that. I've had lots of discussions with Dr. Bill and things about how the the UFO can is it a drone? Is it a UFO? I mean, did this thing? Well, if it was, um, if it's only eight feet tall, I mean, if somebody's in it, they're very tiny, right? Yeah, and they when we did the um, 
the deal with. Uh, As the Area 51 guy. Right. Oh, okay. You know the one I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is good. Yeah. So he, uh, it was 27 feet. Okay. It was, it was Lazar? big. It was three. Yeah, Bob Lazar. It okay. was 27 feet high. Yeah, that's. And it was three decks, the propulsion deck and the, the middle deck where the, where the passengers sat. Right. And he didn't see the top deck, which is where the, the tiny um alien would sit but this one i suppose could be you know a couple decks and that kind of thing so travis gets out of the truck and goes running to check out the scary object that's eight feet tall yeah and um everyone else is in the truck yelling at him to get back right and um what they described as a bluish light that came out of the, the saucer and um directly hit Walton, um, and it lifted him off the ground, and it he got thrown back a few feet, and then Mike Rogers, um, and was the driver and the crew chief, I guess, of the the logging crew, uh, took off and yeah, they just drove away. They, they just, just left, left him. They left he's him. he's now levitating, so we're out. Yeah, so he was he hit the ground. Um, yeah, so they, they drove away, but then they they waited about twenty minutes and then decided to come, you know, oh wait, we're gonna we're gonna get some shit when we get back if we don't have Travis with us. Yeah. So let's go see if we can find him. We just left him. So he got back where the UFO was, but then, you know, he was gone. They searched for him for about a half about a half hour hoping, you know. Well yeah, you'd think that maybe he ran maybe ran after the truck went help. Please don't yeah. leave me here. Well, there's a couple different stories that uh, Mike left the crew, uh, came back by himself and looked for Travis. And there, there's another story that everybody said, we're all going back. So, right. I, I wasn't in the movie. I think some of the guys said, no, we're not going back to that spot. Which is probably, would you go back? To find him, yeah, yeah, I think I would. Even if you knew the UFO might be there, the blue light. But we, I mean, we we drive slowly. And you might get probed. We try. I'm not going to get probed. <laughs> see, we drive slowly. <laughs> if we see something scary, we have the option of making a U-turn and getting the hell out before the blue light hits me. Yeah. Well, I got back in town around seven thirty, and um, one of the guys, Kenneth uh, Peterson, called the local sheriff to report what had happened. And he was he was obviously missing, and the uh, yeah we lost somebody, you know. And then because you know these loggers are kind of partiers and things, right. and they probably thought you know well, um, the deputy was skeptical about the account, and um, but the the men were distraught. I mean they they well yeah they just lost their friend and they really should not have driven away. Because at least then they'd know what happened to him if they had watched what happened. But at this point, when you drive away and then you come back, it's like you just assume he's going to be there waiting for you. And so you don't know, did he walk away? Did he levitate away? I don't know. So, but the the sheriff said, you know, if they were acting, they were really good at it because they were truly distraught. So they he knew that something bad happened. So the sheriff... Uh... Well, the deputy called Sheriff Marlon Gillespie, who came down to interview the men with uh, Officer uh, Ken Copeland. And uh, then at that point, they decided to get a, 
uh, a search team together. And now it's truly dark outside. Yeah, now it's pitch black um, to look for Walton, but there was no trace of the men or the flying saucer. And, um, and then at this point, the, the police are beginning to suspect foul play. Well, yeah, they thought that these guys like killed him or did something bad to him. Yeah. Because, of course, alcohol's involved. But, I mean, if you're going to kill somebody, I mean, I don't know that I'd make up a UFO story <laughs> to cover it. Yeah, usually yeah. you just say that, you know, oh, I must have left town. I already had a girlfriend over there in the next county. Something and... must have happened. I don't know. But they all took polygraphs. Yeah, they all, all the men took polygraphs, and it, with the exception of one, um, mm -hmm. passed it. And... Um, But that was five days later, right? Because um, I guess they were still investigating. Well, yeah, the they thing. they searched and searched. I mean, they just assuming that they were going to find a body or find Travis. Yeah. And they were they'd ask questions: Did you harm Travis, or did you, you know, they knew where the body was buried? Um, and uh, Alan Dallas, who's uh, was the only one who didn't come back positive, was. Uh, Inconclusive, and right? It was kind of inconclusive, but it wasn't like necessarily lying. It's polygraph is a kind of a. Have you ever taken one of those? No, no. I've um, seen them on, on movies. Yeah, I've taken one before to get a to get a job. It was kind of weird, just to reflect on my first warehouse job. Right? I had to go to like how funny into San Francisco to, to go in this office and take this test. Did they do the psych evaluation too? Uh, no. I, no, because I did get the job, so that oh, would okay. oh, you know, okay. if they did the psych test, that. I would never pass that. Yeah, um, the, the polygraph turned up that they did see something. Something. I mean, some object. And they that believed they, it was a UFO. Yeah, they believed it was a UFO. Um, and they believed that Travis Walton wasn't injured. They didn't. Yeah, they didn't. It, yeah, it says that they, they believe that Travis Walton was not injured, that he just disappeared because they didn't see him get hurt, right? They just saw him get levitated a little bit, and so they just... Well, they saw what they saw was a beam hitting him and right. flying backwards. Right. So late in the evening, we'll get to the Travis okay. Walton's okay. perspective of it here coming up. So then after a week, Grant Neff gets a phone call, and a guy says, you know, it's Travis Walton. And the voice is really raspy. And um, can you do a low raspy voice? This is Travis Walton. You want a cigarette? Oh, he yep. couldn't have had I've a never, cigarette in a UFO. Voice. I've never smoked, so okay. I don't have the raspy voice. This is Travis. I'm at a phone booth at the Heber gas station. You, I need help. Come and get me. Um, and so, of course, this guy thinks, you know, he yeah, asked somebody screw with me. This has got to be a prank because, you know. That's the last thing I'm going to get is this phone call from my friend that's been missing for a week. and But the guy was just pleading for him, I need your help, I need your help. So Grant and Dwayne, they drove out to the gas station, yeah, and they, they found Travis in a phone booth. On the floor. Of, naked. On the floor of the phone booth. In the movie, he's naked. No, on um, yes, in the movie he's naked. But in the in the account, he's got he's wearing the same clothes that he was wearing when he was abducted. And that was something that Joe Rogan, I love Joe Rogan, because he doesn't insult his guests. Yeah. You know, it's it's very, well, he doesn't insult them direct. He asks questions, probing right. questions, which he should have been an investigative reporter. This yeah. was good. 
Uh, but he said, how did you, because he said he was clothed. Right. And it's like, okay, well, you were like days, 10 days? Yeah. Five, in five days? Yeah, five days that he was missing, right? And uh, how did you, you know, what, so they did all this, but we'll get to that part. Yeah. But yeah, one account said he was naked, one account he said he was, right. he said he was in his clothing, that sort of but he was much thinner than he, um, much thinner. He was unshaven, which, you know, if you're wandering the woods for a week, it, you would also be those things. Or if I went to a hotel and picked up some booze at the AMPM and sat and drank myself into his, yeah. you know, for five stripper. days, I would probably look just like that. Just like that. You know, as they, they came. But he was um, talking gibberish about strange things. He was scared. So... Something happened. But it did take a while for Travis to come out and talk about his story. I mean, as you can imagine, um, he was pretty shook up by the events that, that took place. And it, though it was an amazing story, um, he remembers being struck by the bluish light in the woods and waking up and thinking he might be in the hospital because um, he was laying on a, he was laying on a bed, mm -hmm. you know, or on a table, I should say, with right. another blue light above him. I'd be like, oh, shit, not another blue light. And it was, he was inside. It was muggy and warm. Uh, looked around. Uh, turn on the air conditioner. Yeah, that's the first thing you, I would yeah, do. You would, or the ceiling fan. Where's the, where's the air? Maybe the ceiling fan in the <laughs> ship. Um, he saw three figures standing around him. Um, he thought they were doctors, but... Yeah, because they were wearing orange garments, but, you know. Like so it's traffic in, safety? It's like, I don't know. It's like those. Caltrans? Those vests. Are they Caltrans? Well, they're very safe in the okay. UFOs. You, you know? don't want to get shot. Well, you know what my, you know, my thing is these are just, you know, aliens are actually us from Evolved. the future. Evolved you know, versions of us. They came in, evolved versions of us. This is what we. So they know that. We if finally got really small and really green. And really, or gray and really big eyes and that's how we end up and now now we came back and for some reason we have some interest in this guy well they may not have had an interest in this guy but they just thought and if this guy is stupid well enough, he's this one that got out of the truck you know, you know it's like the puppy that comes running at you well i guess this one's mine why do you want to take the one that's I don't want to say not the smartest, but <laughs> well, he's the one, because he's the he's one, the most curious no he's the one you could catch <laughs> The other ones are in a truck. This one you can catch. I see. But anyway, to my point, they're from the future. No, you're very safe in the future, so, so you got to wear something. No more camouflage. Well, they can't be just be gray because we'll be, you know. Well, we are in you know hunting country here, so. Yeah. Well, they should have camo. <laughs> no, because then you get shot. You wanna you wanna stand out so they don't think you're a deer. <laughs> so. Okay, we're going to be objective, right? Okay. So, oh, we're not. So, when his vision cleared, he realized that, well, these things aren't human. Okay. <laughs> he described them as being less than five feet tall. That's me. That's me. There's nothing weird about that. That's me. Okay. Make your eyes really big. I don't me. have large, dark eyes. I have very light eyes. And I do not have a large you head. <laughs> but they have small nostrils and ears. And small facial feet. All, all, anyway, all facial features were small. 
Um, it's comparable to other alien abduction and similar to what people, the, the beings were, the greys, the greys. as they described. Um, so Frank, frightened, Travis jumped off the table, which is probably something we all would do. But it, it kind of begs the question is, would they, like, strap him down? Or So that's what I'm thinking, is usually when you're, you know, being um, examined by something that knows you don't want to be there, they're going to, like, you know, attach you to the table somewhere. Um, but, you know, maybe they're a trusting orange vest-wearing gray so crab. Then, so then he jumps off the table, attacks one of the creatures by striking it with the back of his fist. Oh, it's just rude. Then he, he mentioned it. Wasn't as solid as a human. So it didn't. Have... So they're lighter. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> the keto diet. Yeah. I wonder what they eat. You ever wonder about that? I mean, they got to. Yeah, nobody mentions any food. Well, and he came back really thin. <laughs> you, would, you wouldn't like this at all. There's no. Yeah, because he came back really thin. So obviously, they didn't, <laughs> they didn't feed, him. feed him. There, I would be so angry. Uh, by hour two, they'd be getting attacked by me. I know. Just eat one of them. Um. <laughs> now your food. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you get if you cut one of those things open. And see, that's the other thing. I mean, like they, another one would come out like one of those Chinese things. They they abducted they abducted something that's way bigger than them because he said yeah. you know they're so tiny. So then three of them try to subdue him. Well, they. Didn't have him strapped to the table. I guess they didn't. It's like, you know, it's like Roswell. Why just crash a couple of songs? It's like, is this the first? Is this your first rodeo? Like getting somebody? Well, again, they're not going to send the smart ones here. (laughs) With the B team up. Maybe that's what happens when you do something wrong in the future. You just get sent back to the past where everybody's stupider than you. You know, you have to you have to try and. These know. are prisoners from the future, uh-huh. right? Yeah. So they just sent them back to do their well, bidding because they don't know what's going to happen. So you don't think this guy? This will be fine. This guy that's like twice as big as us. Yeah, we'll just lay him on a table. He'll he'll sleep. Maybe they thought he was dead. So the so, so now the three of them try to. You lay back down. They try, lay back they, they down. try to grab him and subdue him. So he grabbed the nearest object. Which yeah. is a beaker. <laughs> What's this? It's it was like, what is, you know, it's the only thing. Okay, what is this thing? It's a beaker. It's a half, uh, a foot, like 18 inch long glass like cylinder on the table. Yeah. It might not be a beaker, it might just be like a, pro. a light. That's <laughs> pretty big. So he yells at him, you keep back, I've got a cylinder. Yeah, and I'll back. use it. <laughs> keep back. And they never tried to communicate with him or you know, what he could tell with, with each other. You know, there's so there's And their little big... rubbery faces had no facial expressions. Well, so they're looking at him like, you know, you you see on these yeah. television shows and things where they're Communicating like the buttheads on the Star Trek episode, <laughs> <laughs> where they're just yeah, where they're just kind of oh, you know, beep, 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 you know. So, um, so Travis is ready to fight though. He's sitting. <laughs> so so they left. They're like hey, we're out. They're just, they just they left the room. <laughs> we're out. And and it's, I guess they don't even close the door. So now he's like, I'm gonna find. <laughs> they close the door. Lock. 
Yeah, because now now he's out of the room and he. Yeah, you could have just like they're all three of them went to get this door with a key and they're locked. Yeah, and so so now he's heading down the hallway. You let it out. They they're they're, they're, they're yeah. looking. They're, they're binding to each other. You let it it's out. out. It's out. So he finds this large spherical room with one chair right in the middle. <laughs> now you would think. Is it is it a portrait studio? Or <laughs> what, what happens? Well, in it's the, obviously it's um, obviously the um, pilot seat. Of course, thing. because but he doesn't know how to operate it because you know he's a logger. <laughs> he doesn't know anything about. Sorry to all oh, but, the loggers out there that. But all he can see is the back of the chair. So he's. I like, don't know how to operate a spaceship either, so it's okay. How do you know how to operate a spaceship? Well, if there's no buttons, then no. I'd start thinking, fly, fly, fly. But what well, maybe if that's, that's how they do it. But what if that's not their language? You have to start, you know, because they you probably don't use the English language. Fly, fly. Yeah, they so use you know another you language. You start flapping your hands. You start flapping like wings. So he thinks that maybe one of these creatures is in the chair, so he, like, sneaks up behind it. There's little lights around him. And then he says the lights, they're, they're like stars from the walls around him. The walls around him are now becoming transparent. This would freak me out because yeah. now I'm in space. So now he knows. So they they can just see through these walls and it's just space. Oh, so he then he sits in the chair and pushed a small lever. Because so in you the just, future, <laughs> just slide back home. It's a recliner. <laughs> Small lever. To, hey, it's a recliner. It is a recliner. <laughs> it's a recliner. So is he's it thinking, rock? Maybe rock this, it's a it's a swivel chair. So he's, this is just a place for them to watch space. So hopefully, so he's he's like you know pulling on this lever, thinking maybe it's going to open a door. When all he does is recline, get comfortable. Oh, that's terribly disappointing. But now the stars they're starting to shift and rotate, like you know As he's if. controlling the ship with the lever. <laughs> <laughs> it's a recliner lever. This lever, this ship is so advanced that it's got a lever. It's advanced. Well, you know. Well, so now that he's starting, kind of like, he thinks he's flying around, but no, he gets out of the chair and starts walking around. Oh, now he's at another. Now he's going out another door. You know. And then you know what he finds outside the it's door. It's kind of like Dune, you know, where it's. It's terribly advanced, yet the ships kind of look like they're in the 18th century. <laughs> well, you know, retro. Retro is cool. It's retro. But then... So here's a noise. He goes out the entrance of, you know, out of the spherical room, and you know what's out there? A human. <laughs> a human. Wearing a blue suit and a thick belt. I wonder if it's like one of those old man jumpsuits. <laughs> Dad, is that you? Well, you know how those old men <laughs> all seem to have those one-piece jumpsuits, couple okay. things? And it's got a helmet and it's a, with a glass face. Like a fishbowl. A thick belt, I'm telling you. Know you know those old this is cartoons every, where he's got the fishbowl head? This is every old man in your neighborhood that wants to know what you're doing to your car. <laughs> What's going on? Are you picking on the other children? Or they ask... <laughs> When you're washing your car, you want to do mine next? He frantically asks him hundreds of questions all at once, but the man grabs, the man grabs his, arm. his arm and motions him to follow him. Well, because he can't hear him through the Because the glass, because he can't yeah. talk. He's human, he can talk, but he can't hear him through the glass, got the glass fishbowl. <laughs> well, you know, it's kind of like when we put new window, windows in the house. We can yeah. hear the jackhammers when they're building the pool. It's like, 
every I'm not supposed to be skeptical, but it seems so very cartoonish. So, so then they went into a large room, and there were um, more ships. 40 yeah. foot saucer shape, shape. Oh, I can't say that. Saucer, saucer shape ships. Yeah, 40, <laughs> 40 foot saucer shape ship. You try. So the man continues to lead him down two hallways into a room that contained three other humans. Well, this thing's lousy now, with humans. And they're all wearing matching clothes. They, well, they have to match. <laughs> Does yeah, everybody really have to wear the same thing? You don't want to collide. Well, they don't want to wear the orange jumpsuit top with the blue pants. It just would, <laughs> but that might work. I don't know. And then the black belt. Yeah. He noticed uh, all the clothing. It's funny how he, we talk about the clothing. So after all this, now they're they're leading them to another table. Well, they proceed <laughs> at another table. There's another he, well, table. Well, what would happen? He, he keeps asking him what's going on if they can help him, but they just... They won't talk. They keep, you know, they just lead him back to another table. <laughs> with a, and covered his face with something that looked similar to an oxygen mask. And then after that, he woke by the gas station. And, so uh, these other humans live on the ship and like they're collecting humans, but yet him, they just eject. Because yeah. he wouldn't lay on the table. It's yeah. like, if you get up and attack us, we're just going to... Throw you back at a gas station. Yes. So, well, and okay, he was gone. Maybe they, he didn't get five away. days. Okay. Yeah. So he was laying there on the first table with the three aliens right. for what? That's when four he first or five woke, days almost. That's when he woke up. That's yeah. He, so he, they just he was just laying there. All of a sudden, he, you know, maybe they were just getting ready to put him back to the gas station at that point. Anyway, he just didn't know it. Um. Well, he touched the lever on the chair, and you know you're not supposed to do that. Yeah. But there there were six people that witnessed. There were the six witnesses, and one of the things I... But won- they didn't witness an abduction. They witnessed him getting hit by yeah, something they, and then came back and he Yeah, well, the witness... Yeah, they didn't really witness they, him going just, on the ship. But, I mean, they saw a spaceship right. or something, and they saw the blue being that blasted him backwards. And... Um, it's my thing is that they all to this day i mean they were one of them was actually offered money by one of the tabloids to Just, to out him right and say that you do didn't really see this right and nobody and they did not profit from this, this. is the no they didn't <laughs> well travis is on the he's got yeah but uh, his own like following and he goes to the ufo shows we're gonna have to are we going to go to a UFO show? We're going to go to the oh, UFO yeah. show. <laughs> you're to, yeah, you're going. I'm not going by myself. You know, go on. <laughs> something bad could happen. Um, so these guys, nobody talks. I mean, to my point, nobody has said anything. So, I mean, I'm de- trying to debunk this whole thing. Oh, it's no, like, they, oh, this could never happen. They believe but, this happened. Because, they, I mean, if, look at this guy in 75 and 95. They're saying the exact same thing. And, I mean, they were horrified, at least, you know, from the, the all the interviews, all the stuff that we've read, they were horrified that they had to come back to town and announce that, you know, yeah, they're this making, happened. Yeah, they're making... And, I mean, these are not hard-drinking drug addicts or anything. These are hard-working yes. guys, you know, kind of 
you know, country dudes that um, aren't really, you know, UFO. I mean, I'm sure they weren't the kind kind that were talking about UFOs and watching Star Trek. These were guys that were, you know, working hard and had families and had no no plans on their life being um, treated as an alien abduction story. Right, right. So, basically, you know, it, it, it's to finish up. I mean, that's kind of where it ended up. They, um, nothing really. I mean, they we kind of we've accepted the we've accepted the the story the way it is, and you know, he they got you know paid by like a thousand dollars for the best UFO story or something. Oh, that's right. The National Enquirer. Yeah. yeah. The National Enquirer paid, um, voted them the best UFO story, but that's really that, um, this was, I don't think that paid them for what they, um, what they lived through. Right. Especially Travis. Cause it took him a long time before he could, um, function. Right. I mean, how do you explain this to your family? that you were gone for a week. Everybody's going to be very suspicious. So that's basically the Travis Walton story. Let's kind of move on to Skinwalker Ranch. Okay, we're going to, oh. speaking of stories that are, the History Channel's put on uh, the mystery of the Skinwalker Ranch or whatever it's right. called. And um, basically Skinwalker Ranch was, um, it's, it's, in the Unitaw County, bordering the Indian Reservation, we've had a whole episode on Skinwalker. We won't. We'll just give you a just a brief. Um, it's located. It's in Utah. I think it's the eastern, northeastern side of uh, Utah. Um, it's got a fifty-year history of odd events that have taken place there, according to. Um, People they've inve they've investigated evidence of close to a hundred incidents that include vanishing and mutilated cattle, sightings of unidentified flying objects, or orbs, and large animals. Um, you got the um, so now history has come up with this show. Um, you got the episode list. Oh, I do. Oh, awesome. I have an episode list. So we've been watching. They're on their second season, and. Well, the first season was a lot more eventful, obviously, because we were going back to the beginning of time. And we were going back and they were telling us everything that had happened. And then it started with, um, there's a new group, a new group of people that have taken over the ranch and are yeah, it was investigating. By, it, at, a, at one time, it was owned by Robert, you know, it was, it was first picked up by some ranchers. They gave it up to, um, and then it was sold to Robert, billionaire Robert Bigelow. He bought it from them for 200 grand. And then from Terry Sherman, the, the ranch owner. And then um, Brandon Fugel, um, a Utah real estate tycoon, buys this thing. And then he wants to investigate all these things. Now it's it, it's a history channel, and for those of you who have watched Oak Island, 
Mystery of Oak Island. It's Oak Island UFO. They're always close to finding something. Yeah. So they're right there every time. Um, there's, uh, okay, the first thing is, is that, you know, they dig during the first, and I, okay, if you haven't seen it, and this is a spoiler, this is a huge spoiler alert. So I'm not telling people not to watch it. I just, it's, it just, it's like it's Oak Island only with UFOs. And, but we've only seen, again, spoiler alert, they, they saw something that appeared to be a UFO on one of the episodes. So they've covered the ranch with cameras, and now they're bringing in different people to test different areas and see what they can find. One of the issues is every time they dig, Something bad happens. There's somebody got. Um, well, they don't die, but the guy got the thing the on his brain head. Tumor thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. it was like it wasn't. I don't know if it was in his brain, but it it developed a big like somebody hit him on the head, <laughs> developed this lump thing, and it was kind of bizarre. And then, you know. And so, then we we've opened a cistern. Yeah, that, they opened a cistern that had this nasty water in it. And they, you know, that one of the guys felt uh, woozy or something. All of a sudden, it was probably chemicals or something else in there. But they tested, um, he seemed to have some short-term radiation poisoning there for a little bit. Yeah. I mean, that's what they're saying. I mean, I mean, if this thing's true, it's pretty dangerous. I don't really know exactly. It, it appears that they're... They think there's something underneath the ground there. Uh, uh, and, and again, they've done, um, they've done the thing where they, the ground penetrating radar, uh, where they can tell if there's any voids. And of course, they find, yeah, there's a big void there. There's this and there's that. But you know, they don't want to dig because bad things happen. Right, Dragon. Dragon, says, the security officer. No digging. Dragon, the security officer. Yeah, the guy's yeah. name is Dragon. Um, and so they've brought in, they've brought in some drone operators. They've brought in some pretty sophisticated equipment. And usually what happens is as soon as they start trying to um, go anywhere near these, there's Homestead 1, Homestead 2, yeah, Homestead 3. And as soon as they get near these areas, their equipment just won't work. Sometimes the battery immediately drains. Remember yeah. the, the drone that the... The battery just drained. It was just gone. They just charged it, went out there, turned it on. The battery was dead. Um, there's obviously some kind of electromagnetic issue with this area. Oh, look at you go. Oh, I got the big words. Whether that's, oh, that's awesome. paranormal or just, um, I don't I don't know geography and I don't know geology of what. Well, it's kind of just dramatic. Frugal's got this black helicopter that he flies well, to people in. Coolest toys. You know, he's, they've got you know they got their quads, and then um, they found. And then so, one one of the guys every time he tries to use his phone, it won't work. Yeah, it does wacky things. Yeah, and jumps around. And they always, you know, look at my phone. Look, look at look, my phone. Look it's just, at the, that, it's just bouncing uh, around. I couldn't do this if I wanted to. Cut to commercial. <laughs> so then. <laughs> Yeah, it's the phone, and then they, you know, they got, it's funny, because, like, Oak Island, they have this boardroom, 
you know, have that board oh, yeah, room and they've, they've got the... These guys have a war room. Yeah, it's the same thing. It's like, it's the same thing. Look, he's only. got a chalkboard. Yeah, he's got, they need a better, they need that thing with the kids out of school with Microsoft where it has that board, that big white board. But it won't work because so electronics don't that. work here. Yeah, so they they do dig they do <laughs> diggings, but you know it, they don't find anything. Of course, it, nothing of you know they don't find a UFO or uh, they don't find a uh, they don't find a UFO or they don't find a secret base underneath there yet. But they do see things I mean, flying over. We're only they've seen some things. Yeah, flying the ship. Over. They they you know so then they find the dead cow. That all of a sudden the cows get scared, run away, and then. There's a, they've got cows there and, um, you know, one of the cows dies and then it's mysterious because, you know, they comes over and they've got a vet that looks like they call it, a, they, they call in a specialist when things happen and the vet says, you know, it's, it's whatever, some anomalous thing. And, um, but the, the wildlife won't eat these. No, there's cattle. no fly and the wildlife won't eat it. There's no fl flies don't land on it. No, um, it's just laying know. there all completely like the cowhide, like you, like I always see in antique stores, perfectly preserved cowhide. Yeah. So, and it's kind of funny because they're looking at this cow, and then a UFO flies over, and they what appears to be a UFO. I don't. It's hard. It's like any other It's like any other UFO that you see on. It's uh, fuzzy. It's fuzzy, and then the season finale of season one, um, you know they they, they bring in who they bring in the, the attorney general, the attorney general, who also hopes that they can find out what's going on because. And you have to picture this place is just a lot of bare land with it's these huge. different, yeah, with these different, um, different homestead it's sites like on it. Three there's homesteads. people that live there, and you know, and they just, keep bringing in more wildlife, which is just sad because then you know it seems like something bad always happens. Last time it was you know coyotes or something. They got a dog wandering around. I'm llamas. surprised you weren't concerned about something happening. Well, nothing's dogs. happened to the dog yet, but the well, he um, belongs to the people. There's people that actually live there, the a family yeah. that lives there, and it's like, don't they? Can they not shed any light? on what's going on here. I mean, you live here. Do yeah. you not? Yeah, of course I, they say this happens and that happens and there's spooky, there's, there's spooky lights that, and orbs that cruise through and things. And then what we, they remember they went in the basement. Was that season one? They went in the basement and they oh, said, Oh, right. I keep hearing these noises. And so they like drill, go in the basement. They find this, they dig through this, dig through the concrete foundation, they find this mysterious room. Yeah, there's another room. There's a room in there, so they put their little the camera on the end of a stick thing, and they go <laughs> in there, and then there's a pile. There's a little pile of it. They say, not you. They don't think it's, they don't know if it's human. It's, there's rubble. It's rubble. It's, it looks like something the rats kind of gathered together in the, in the center of the yeah, room. Yeah, whatever died in that room when somebody sealed it off. Yeah. But yeah, they had the lidar. So then they had the lidar that you know, which is a, it's that's the ground penetrating radar, and uh, they invite a rabbit over. They they invite. Um, why are we all of a sudden at season 
That's fine. Well, we're not going to, we're just kind of. Episode two, episode four. Yeah. Um, So episode one of season two, it's just hilarious because they decide they're going to find out where the water goes. Yeah. They have like water that you fill up this area and it drains out. Yeah. As water will. And so they dye the water. They can't figure out where this water is going. Yeah. So they put all this green dye in this water and then they put cameras and they put probes and they search every part of the ranch. And damn it, if there's no green water coming out. I got to tell you, I lived in. There's no green water. One of the places I lived in, a crap hole in Hayward, California. Sorry, Hayward. Um, I haven't seen any Hayward views. No? No. Maybe they probably don't listen to us. So, um, I had this, the front yard was, I had rented this place, and it was like a bunch of little, it was like Homestead 1 and 2, actually, (laughs) like all these little houses. And the front yard had a bunch of cracks in it, so I put the hose down there, and it had this sparse grass. I wanted the yard to come back. Right. So I stick the hose down it. Water conservative people are going to hate this. Uh-huh. I put the hose down there and I just turned it on let it run forever. Yeah. Not a day or anything, but right. a long time. Yeah. And that, that thing never filled up. I don't know where <laughs> that water went. And it reminded me of this episode where they put the green dye in and they're going, does it think, so they put it, does this thing start at Homestead and come down in the creek or where does it go? It's like, dude, it just you know the earth is round, right? You know the earth is round, and there's a it goes down a long, long way. Yeah. So the green water never came out anywhere. It was very sad. So yeah, then they, you know, yeah, they we perform- haven't we haven't got to the rabbi yet. That's that's an upcoming episode. That's backwards. Oh, I see. That's why. Okay. So, so yeah. there's the green, the green. Yeah, dye. they put the green dye in there, and they got this little excavator that they brought. I mean, they got the best equipped. I will say they're the best equipped. And we will watch the show. <laughs> it's kind of like Oak Island. How many? How many years has that gone on? I don't know. I've only seen a couple. Episodes and what do they actually I... get? We're going to talk about Oak Island a little bit. What do they actually? Okay, they're digging all over these this island, trying to find this treasure because they dug down. Somebody buried a treasure at some point. Yeah, they put. They came in. They buried this treasure. They, uh, as they buried this treasure, and if you dig down, and then it like, um, they dig down, and it breaks this thing because it breaks this thing open. It's like a trap, and it lets all the water in. And so then now, now you can't just get to the treasure. You got to go through all this water. I read this story probably. A so, long time before this came this, out. This it was like, in, the, like the Goonies. Yeah, it was in Reader's. I read it in Reader's Digest. The story it was a fascinating story. And I watched this thing for many seasons. I'm like, they don't find shit. I mean, very minor, like, coins and buttons and nothing really of any significance. And they go, then they're trying to branch out and go, like, where the people that left the treasure might have came from. So they're over in England looking at stuff and they're traveling here and there. And it's like, I finally sat down and said, did we even watch, we watched a couple episodes here. I finally came down to the realization is this is going nowhere. But they're they're having so much fun and they're spending a fortune. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the dead cow from season one, they, 
because they had to bring the big the dead cow story back. Yeah, yeah, we're still on the dead cow. You know, because they they bring this. Uh, well, see, here's where we found the stones with drawings of stars on them. Yeah, that's important right there. Yeah, they had the big rock that they found with the drawings on it that happened to be in the uh, in the form of some planets' uh, locations. It coincided with, you know, planetary right. objects in the sky. And they brought in a guy they that, you know, that had seen this. He, he guided them to this, and then so they're like, and then our, you know, our latest... but, they, but back to the cow. We can't forget the, revisiting the cow. What happened was they got another vet. I don't know why they didn't do this in the episode one. So now the thing is like decomposed. Right. And so we're revisiting the decomposed cow that's laying there. And this guy decides he needs to cut. Uh, he gets a sawzall out. I think did he cut the? Did he cut it? He cut it, and uh, you know, so he, so he. Can, you can bring a piece of it back to the lab to see, okay. you know, if there's something really going on with this cow, you know. Yeah, I so. like it when they, they bring out some crazy electronic equipment. It's like, oh, my God, the cows are moving to the other side of the pasture. Pasture, like like they know something. It's like, you know, cows are scared of noise, people. <laughs> oh, God. And they go, was the UFO scared them off? And they, But this one didn't go. It just... Like it was, they ran off and they left the dead cow there. So, so then they brought out the lasers on the last episode. Yeah, the laser. We won't, we'll, we'll, hang on, we'll what? get to the last episode. That, yeah, that was. don't get don't get there so quickly. The lasers is an episode. That's lidar. Um, they brought the um, oh episode three. Episode yeah. three is the last one that we watched. Um, we haven't seen four yet. They haven't shown us four. So they bring the laser. So then they bring these lasers out, and then they shine them around. You're like, what does this do? I and, still don't know what that does. Well, it's like if they shine the light, uh, they're thinking they shine the lasers across this one area, and if it, um, if you can't see the laser, there's an unseen thing oh, there. You know, so there's a there's a there's something not an alien or anything, but a, something that's there that's you know. And the like, deal with it, they, they think it comes, one of the other theories with these guys are they see things like coming out of an inter, what is, appears to be an interdimensional portal. Portals, that's right. We've got portals. You know, so um, that is one of the things that they're trying to see, I think, with this is that. You know, is there something there that the light won't penetrate? Okay. And then they were afraid because two of the guys decided to take off and go out and up on this new plot. They just built a new platform so that they can see from up. And two of the guys was like, yeah, try to stay out of the line of the lasers yeah. so you don't get lasers. Yeah, you don't want to get, you want to look at that thing will screw you up a few. Uh, um, so it looks like well, we haven't seen, we have another we one to seen watch. Before, yeah, because we're going to bring in a rabbi to bless the place. So that's going to be fun. So anyway, this is what we're trying to say. <laughs> it's just, it's just. There is something odd that happens at Skinwalker Ranch. There has been for hundreds of years, right? Yeah, and it's got this. And Skinwalker is an Indian. A Skinwalker is this Indian thing that 
attacks people, right. you know, in the area. I mean, that's where the whole thing came from. So technically it could, you know, there could be something there. There We haven't, the thing is they, they go in these places and they, they're finding, it's exactly like Oak Island. They just do this and then, you know, nothing happens. Right. They find one little thing or they, you know, find something that they, you know, like the drawings on the rock. That's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, when you find these ancient drawings on a rock, you know, that's pretty cool, whether it means aliens or not. But, you know, that kind of stuff is, you know, that historical stuff is cool. And Oak Island, I mean, they found a button. Yeah, they found a button. They found a coin. They found this and that. Yeah. And then it hooks you in. It definitely will hook you in. But it's just not, you know, it's just not happening. We need a big, so, we need a big reveal. Yeah, and this, you know, inviting the rabbi to perform an ancient ritual believed to reveal interdimensional portal. And a rabbi gonna, leading cool. to chilling results. Well, of course they're going to be chilling. My God. You know? We're going to have so much stuff. Oh, and then, oh, we only have one more after that. Yeah. What are we going to, what are we going to watch after Their that? Research. <laughs> Back to the X-Files. Well, yeah, we got to, uh, yeah, anybody out there, you definitely get, you have to watch the X-Files. Yeah. So okay, well that's so. What's that's, the what's the final one about? Um, that's back to the attorney general. I think this thing is. Yeah, it's out of order. Yeah. So basically, that's. That's what we've learned that's so far. That's what we've learned. <laughs> so. That's what goes on here in Carmichael at the, at the at the homestead. Yeah, at the old homestead. At our homestead one. So. Uh, Coming up, we'll be talking about Dr. Bill will be coming back. And we'll be talking about uh, Rupel, who's the Project Blue Book. Uh, I don't want to say the sidekick. You know, they have the doctor, and then they've got the Air Force guy. This is the Air Force guy. So he wrote a book. So what we're going to be talking to in the next uh, couple of Alien Pro podcast episodes is this is the real Blue You see the movie, and you hear the things about Blue Book, but this mm -hmm. is actually Rupel telling exactly what happened. It's got our favorite story of the Mount Rainier pilot okay. who saw the nine right. where they coined, I don't know how many episodes we've mentioned this guy, but this is where it started. So we have to talk about well, you know what's fun. gonna be happening, you know, with that. So we'll we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about um Gulf uh Gulf Breeze six. Um it's the people that uh, the military people that uh, left their post and came in uh, Europe and came back to uh, the U.S. and uh, Gulf Breeze. I mean, there's an actual, there's a lot of UFO sites in Gulf Breeze, so we're trying to tie together uh, the whole thing. So we're going to be exploring that. Um, that should be pretty interesting. Uh, the Gulf Breeze book has some interesting uh, photographs, but. You know, but thanks, everybody. Thanks, Deb. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the Alien Pro Podcast. Remember, we are on YouTube. And YouTube, um, we just did our uh, whistleblower episode. And uh, YouTube, it's exploded. So thank you, everyone, for listening to that. I mean, it's, it's got so many, uh, so many listens. It's crazy. Uh, thanks for listening to the latest episode. Um, we welcome your comments or questions to alienprobepodcast at gmail.com. Visit us on Facebook 
at the Alien Probe Podcast, our website at alienprobe.net, Twitter and Instagram at Alien Probe Pod. Find us on all podcast platforms. Platforms. Thank you. <laughs> platforms. Thank you for stuff <laughs> morning. Thanks to our senior producer, Robert Anthony. Until next time. Thank you. <laughs>